Welcome to the Legion of Anti Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty, Sheep Wolf Subval. I hope everyone had a badass week. And of course, I need to ask what your David kill count is for the week. Your bro likes to see brutal carnage. Anyway, before I get bloodthirsty, Let's open the prayer, alright? Dear Yahweh, we just, we come to you this, this night, Lord. For I ask you just, you just strengthen us. Uh, help us to become real obedient to you in your ways, Lord. Lord, we just want to take this time to, to gather, to gather the assembly of the Legion of Adai. Yeah, Lord, we just spent this time to get to know you and to spend time in your word. Thank you. If Yeshua was there, I pray. Amen. Oh, by the way, if you, uh, if any of you have any questions or concerns, you can contact me at skullyblade99 at gmail.com. That's skullyblade. 99 at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Facebook. Alright, let's do a let's do a short and sweet recap of last week's episode. So we staked out the concept of evangelism that brought you to one of the most important books of the Bible concerning evangelism. We went through about a chapter and a half the book of Acts and we discussed the great commission that Yeshua gave the apostles before he ascended to heaven in a cloud. The apostles then received the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem just as Yeshua had promised. And the supernatural miracle that went down on Pentecost, the miracle of one language was understood by all foreign tongues, which is really beyond epic, my dudes. Then the Apostle Peter Revised the crowd of a prophecy foretold in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
the sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. The young men shall see visions. And also on thy man servants, and on thy maid servants. O oh, pour out my spirit in those days, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, it also come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant who the Lord calls, the miracles that just took place brought the prophecy of Joel to life. They don't call it the living word for nothing, beloved. Our ultimate goal in, evangelism, in, in evangelizing is to see people cry out to the Lord and we want people to turn from their sins and allow Yeshua to cleanse and purify their hearts. The scary truth is that there will come a time when the door of salvation will close. This is known as the end of probation. When that happens, the unrepentant and unsaved will suffer. Revelation chapter 14, verses 17 to 19. And it, and it reads Another angel. Came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, with power or fire, and cried with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle. It's the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and threw it into the great wine press of the wrath of God. And the wine press was trampled outside the city, and blood gathered the wine press up to the horse of the bridle. For 1,600 furlongs, well, well, that paints a pretty picture, doesn't it? There is a horrific reminder of what is to come to those that are that are not written in the book of life. Revelation chapter twenty, verse fifteen. If where and so where and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into lake of fire. This is why we need to get busy. Because time is fleeting, my brethren. We need to grab our spiritual nets and go fishing for the souls of mankind. So, Acts chapter 1, 
into is all about planting the seeds of truth into Israel and into the hearts and minds of the foreign visitors and revealing the truth behind the Messiah's crucifixion, also teaching the people to repent and turn from their sins and to be baptized in the name of Yeshua. To be cleansed from sin. Okay, with that, I think we are ready to continue. We'll pick up at Acts chapter 2, verse 40. And it says, And with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved for this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all, now all who believed were together and had, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided it then among all as anyone had need. Alright, okay, let's uh, meditate on everything that was just said. So, Peter is telling everyone to make a choice. To set themselves apart from the wicked. And those that accepted the call and, really, and willingly received baptism and praise be to God, 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom by the evangelism tactics done by the apostles. They did exactly what Yeshua had commanded of them. Okay, brethren, this next part is vital to understand. Something that I believe many churches don't put enough focus on. All right. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles. What the frick? Why is it repeating? Why? Get stuck. I'm just gonna pause. Don't panic the stars. So Acts chapter one and two is all about planting the seeds of truth into Israel and into the hearts and minds of the foreign visitors and revealing the truth behind the Messiah's crucifixion. Also teaching the people 
to repent and turn from their sins, and to be baptized in the name of Yeshua, to be cleansed from all sin. Okay, with that, I think we are ready to continue. We will pick up at Acts chapter 2, verse 40. All right, and it says, And with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine and Fellowship. In the breaking of bread and in prayers, then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the Apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. All right, let's uh, meditate on everything that was just said. So, Peter is telling everyone to make a choice, to set themselves apart for the wicked. And those that accepted the call and really willingly received baptism. And praise be to God, 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom by the evangelism tactics done by the apostles. They did exactly what Yeshua had commanded of them. Okay, brother, this next part is vital to understand. Something that I believe Many churches don't put enough focus on. I'm going to repeat a, uh, a verse here. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles, doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. The key part to remember is this. They continued steadfastly. See, some Christians believe that you just have to say you believe in Yeshua to be saved. But most of the time, it's just lip service. This is what Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13 says. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths, and army with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandments of men. So you see, to be truly counted in the eyes of the Lord, you need to honor him in your heart. For we know that the Lord is a door of the heart. Let's take a look at uh, Proverbs chapter 21, 
verse 2. Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Uh, let's check out uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 23. And I will kill her children with pestilence, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. So you see, our actions are accounted for and we are judged according to our deeds. Anyway, back to my main point. The 3,000 that were baptized walked and grew in the faith continually. Not only did they talk the talk, but they walked the walk also. They diligently pursued godly wisdom. But some people don't put any effort into their faith. Their faith walk. And they had the attitude of, well, I accepted Yeshua. I'm good. I'll just coast through life. I don't need to contribute to the kingdom. And I'm thinking to myself, did you really accept him? Because your heart died. He says otherwise. Hence, lip service. If I don't means if I teaching, save thy works doctrine. I've been accused of that many times. But please, don't take my word for it. Just take note of the scriptures I've mentioned. The most explicit scripture concerning the importance of works is Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 through 13. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead, yet this, were judged according to their works. By things which were written in the books, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades, or Hades, delivered up the dead who were in them. They were judged, each one according to his works. Enough said, my dudes. But works without faith Yeshua is dead. It goes both ways. Though faith also is dead, without works. Okay, my grand detour has concluded. Back to the main road. So it's, it's important to consider what it truly means to accept Yeshua when evangelizing. We don't want to be responsible for misleading new converts. Being a, being a believer is a lifelong journey, not a sentence in a paragraph, if you know what I mean. We need people to be, dis, 
disciples in the faith, not spiritual politicians, just telling you what you want to hear. It requires sincerity, beloved. Okay, we went out to Acts chapter 2, verse 43. Through 47. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as they had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, added to the church daily. Those were being saved. So with the message told by Peter, the people received an uh, urgency within them. Now, this is completely speculative, but the reasons behind getting rid of their possessions was to either gain funds for the ministry or, or reason two, use the money to help the needy. And daily, people were coming to the faith. Real evangelism was being performed an epic sight to behold. Now, on to Acts chapter 3. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably end tonight's episode right after this, brethren. I'm just going to uh, summarize the first 10 verses of chapter 3. Okay, here we find Peter and John heading, heading to the temple during the hour of prayer. And they came across a man whom at birth was lame. He was carried daily to the gates of the temple where he asked for uh oh uh, what's the word uh uh boy I can't speak alms yeah like he was a like a beggar or something like that uh Peter and John looked upon him and then Peter said silver and gold I do not have but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he grabbed him by the hand and he stood up and in an instant his feet and ankles received strength and he proceeded to walk 
into the temple alongside Peter and John, praising God, and the people marveled because they've always known that man as a disabled temple beggar. So you can just imagine the look on their faces, brethren. Okay. It's time to call it night before your bro sheep wolf blows out a lug. Well, Acts chapter 2 really got the gospel moving, didn't it? Your bro Peter is a tall boss. Gave the message of Yeshua out to the masses. I would say he's fulfilling John chapter 1 verse 15 perfectly. And I'll, I'll read it off real quick. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to them, to him, yes. Lord, you know that I love you, he said. To him, feed my lambs. I believe Peter completed his mission. But have we, my brethren, have we performed our duty and purpose in this life for Yeshua? Honestly, I know I haven't done my part for the kingdom, but that's about to change. This podcast is my offering to the kingdom. Beloved, together let's learn the tools and techniques to absolutely slay the art of evangelism. Anyway, guys, until next time, stay frosty and slay on. Hoorah.